38 degrees. If you woke up this morning with a little bit of snow and you didn't like it, imagine how your plants felt. They <laughs> were down where it was good. warm and they came up through and now they're sitting in snow and cold. The plant doctor, Melinda Myers, is with us. Melinda, it's always good to see you. Great to see you, too. And I feel like I only bring the snow every time I come here. So I gotta, we got to change that here pretty soon. I have soon. a beautiful bleeding heart that's right outside my front door. And it has gotten bigger every year. And it blooms. And it's stunning. And it's special. And people comment on it. But it only feels like, and I live in Menominee Falls, about half of the time does it survive because we get what happened last night. You bet. You know, we had 80 degrees on Saturday. It was 29 degrees when I woke up for several hours. So that's pretty tough. And I'm now away from the city. When I was right in the heart of the city, mine was every year I'd get great blooms. This I'm not as lucky as you, but it seems like as soon as it comes up, we get a cold snap. It survives. It's just not as beautiful as I'd like it to be. So the good news is a lot of those plants will survive. Those spring flowering bulbs I've seen in 15 degrees come back. Pansies covered with ice. The Mm. ice melts. They're good. Snow's a good blanket. Um, Irritating for us, but good for our plants, (laughs) right? And there's not much we can do um, but not plant too soon. You know, hopefully you didn't get tricked into buying tomatoes and coleus and put them outside those need to wait until the air and the soil's warm and the danger of frost has passed but snapdragon stalks um, pansies lettuce greens radishes will all take the cooler soil and cooler air and so they'll make it through we don't like consistent you know 29 degrees for a long period mm-hmm. But near freezing, you know, we can throw some row cover over if we really are concerned. That lets air, light, and water through but traps the heat. You know, we may see some things damaged, some holes in leaves as those buds were expanding. But it's going to be a wait and see. And hopefully the snow, there wasn't that much of it, so the tree should be okay. Just let it melt and wait for warmer weather, right? (laughs) I I like to call it bud peekaboo, right? (laughs) The buds start to open up and they see what's happening. They're like, woo! And just kind of shut that down. Can, can that literally happen with flowers and certain shrubs and trees? And can you put that in your book? Can you associate I, I, the phrase I, I with me? I was thinking, I'm not sure what was in your coffee this morning as yeah. you were watching those buds peak. <laughs> they do, you know, temperatures have a great influence. And we are seeing earlier spring with warmer weather. But then we get this cold snap. And so sometimes what happens is those bud scales do start to peel back. Sometimes that exposed tissue can be damaged. So sometimes like our maple leaves will open and they've got mm-hmm. all these holes and it looks like a bug's been eating them, but it's really was damaged by the cold. Mm. And so plants will stop kind of, you know, the cold temperature will slow things down a bit. Last year we had um, 17 degrees. My peaches were in full bloom. I thought, oh, I'm going to get yeah. nothing. I still had peaches. Yeah, and I And I was surprised, you know, so... You can never tell what's going to happen. So now I'm going to be paying better attention to that peekaboo out there. (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful to see the flowering trees this past week of 70s and 80s. It's just glorious. I took a walk on Monday evening, and I looked at the brickwork in my front yard, and I was like, I don't even have to weed yet. I looked at my brickwork on Tuesday, Melinda, Tuesday, dandelions in the cracks. I mean, like the size of my palm, the leaves. I'm like, you are kidding me. So as uh, so I don't feel like snow and dandelion should go together. But honestly, what advice do you have that is good for nature? Is there anything I can do other than ripping them up by the root, which I love? Um, A lot but, of revenge in there. I can yeah. feel that anger oh, yeah. getting yeah, I'm not just going to clip them up. But what are some things that we can do to 
prevent dandelions from just taking over because they do that in a snap. And the pollinators do nectar on them, but I have, I have, they can't be in my garden. They can be in other areas, right? So pulling is probably the most eco-friendly. There are some organic products that burn the top, but they don't kill the roots. So those are a little more eco-friendly. They use soaps at a higher mm-hmm. concentration or some even vinegars and plant oils. Mulch, once you get them out, you can reduce those that sprout from seeds with mulch, shredded leaves, evergreen needles, things that are on your property. Not only does it suppress weeds, it conserves moisture, and we've had some pretty hot summers recently and dry, so it'll reduce the need to water. And as they break down, they improve the soil, so your plants have a better chance of outgrowing those weeds. So there's not an easy solution if you don't want to break out the chemicals, but the the payback is healthier plants, healthier soil. And you get rid of some of that frustration and burn calories so you can have that extra glass of wine like and that. cookie. That's Ooh, what I like that. That's right. <laughs> Learn how to grow beautiful, productive gardens. This is a really cool partnership between Wisconsin's public libraries, We Energies, led by the plant Dr. Melinda Myers. Tell us about this. It's a lot of stuff. I'm really excited. The libraries are great because their mission is education, and they do lots of great things to help educate and inspire people. So it's a perfect Partnership in We Energies is fueling that, so to speak, Mm -hmm. by providing the resources. So we are doing seed swaps. You have extra seeds. Everybody, you buy seeds. You don't use them all. Trade them with your friends. Buy a six-pack of plants. Swap them out. You know, you don't need six of those. Maybe Mm -hmm. three for each of you. I'm doing webinars. So tomorrow night, we're doing bountiful, budget-wise harvest, so ways that you can grow food and save some money and have good, nutritious food. I'm going to do a tomato in a pot, so even if space is limited. A bug hunt, so find out the good guys in your landscape that are helping grow healthy plants. Uh, Worm composting, convert those kitchen scraps into compost. And then we'll end the season with energy-wise gardening landscaping tips. So just kind of a little bit of everything for people, whether you have a small property or a large property. Or if you're a rental property, maybe convince your landlord to let you do Mm -hmm. a little bit of gardening. It'll help increase their value and your satisfaction. Uh, The website is melindamyers.com. You can find the books there. I use your book every single year. It's an incredible book. Uh, You need to check it out. Uh, Midwest Gardener's Handbook, I think is what it's called, right? Right, second edition. You can yes. get that there, melindamyers.com. And check out the webinar schedule, the videos that will be released, all of that cool stuff. It's melindamyers.com. She is the plant doctor, Melinda Myers. It's always great to have you here, Melinda. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for bringing the snow. Oh, my God. I would say you're a ray of sunshine on this snowy day. <laughs> okay, I like that.